This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the theater at Ace Hotel in downtown Los Angeles, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. We are so excited to be here in Los Angeles for a special celebrity edition of Ask Me Another for famous contestants are here to play our nerdy games. Darcy Carden, Brett Gelman, Missy Pyle, and Paul Shear. But only one will win a prize more coveted than a Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award. And that is an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. And to top it off, our special musical guest is Amy Mann. I love coming to Los Angeles, and now I even love it more because it is the future home of the Olympic Games. Yeah. I love the optimism of this place because you guys actually think there will still be a Los Angeles in 2028. Yeah. But then again, it's Hollywood, right? Maybe we can just fake the whole thing on a soundstage on the moon. Let's meet our first two celebritestants. First, you know him from Human Giant, The League Veep, and he has a podcast called How Did This Get Made? Please welcome Paul Shear. Thank you so much. Paul, you played Stevie, a TV producer on the HBO series Veep. I feel like working on Veep would be incredible, a comedic dream come true, but I don't know. Tell me your thoughts. No, it was an amazing show. One of the best parts of that show, though, was... I got a call from the showrunner, Dave Mandel, who worked on Seinfeld and uh, Curb and all these great shows. And he said, here's the deal. I can't tell you who you're playing and you don't have a name. Just come to set and we'll figure it out. And I said, great. But I think the one thing is like people will come up to me like, wow, you're really like a real a-hole on that show. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't think so. But I think everyone is so nasty that I didn't even realize. Like, By levels, I'm pretty much on the same level. We're all nice. There's no way. Like, Yeah, for someone to say, wow, you're a real a-hole on the show is like either they don't understand the show or they really think that you're doing like a really top a-hole job. Yeah, I should take it. That's that's actually a feather in my my butt, my a-hole. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's meet your opponent. You yes. know her from Broad City and the movie Other People. She currently stars as Janet in The Good Place. Please welcome Darcy Carden. Hi. <laughs> uh, Darcy, so you play Janet yeah. on The Good Place. So Janet is part robot, part human. Is that that's an fair? Easy, that, I think that's fair. Like Alexa and Siri, but human form? I think that's a good way of explaining it. Okay, so I'm just wondering, as an, as an actor approaching that role, obviously you don't have any uh, half-human, half-robot influences. Right. So how do you decide, where do you find that performance, or how do you create that? I think when I got into it, I thought it would be simpler than it was. One time I was at a party, and I'd never experienced Alexa before, if you guys know Alexa. Mm, yeah. And somebody ordered... By the way, you've just turned on everyone's Alexas <laughs> I know. all across the country. <laughs> But the, the host of the party sort of yelled at Alexa, like, turn off the lights and turn the music in a way that was, like, so upsetting to me. But it really kind of, like, deeply 
affected me. And her response was so positive and lovely. And I was like, that's Janet. I think part of the Alexa or Siri thing should be you have to say please in order to get her to do that's, what you that's want. It. I like it. I it should be please, not just her name, I Alexa. Know. It's the first time you should have to say please, and then you're allowed to scream at her. <laughs> That's well, right. Once just you be- establish a loving relationship, right. then you can just go. All right. Okay, Darcy and Paul, this is a star-studded show, as you know. So many and so stars. we're doing things a little bit differently. Yes. You're going to play three games against each other, and whoever gets the most points overall will move on to the final round. <gasps> it's going to be Ooh. great. Let's go to your first game. It's a trivia game called Parental Advisory. Spoiler alert, we're going to ask you to guess a film based on the MPAA's written explanation for its rating. Buzz in to answer. Here we go. Your first one. Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet star in this 1997 film rated PG-13 for, quote, disaster-related peril, violence, nudity, sensuality, and brief language. Paul. Titanic. That is correct, yes. But I also knew that. Yeah, of course. This 2010 Tim Burton film was rated PG for, quote, fantasy action, violence involving scary images and situations, and for a smoking caterpillar. Darcy. Alice in Wonderland. That's right. I'm sure you knew that. In 2016, the third installment of this animated children's film franchise was rated PG for, quote, martial arts action and some mild, rude humor. Paul. It's wrong, but I'll say Cars 3? Mm, interesting. Cars 3. Good, that yeah, was, yeah, I knew it was wrong because the martial arts, but I just wanted... <laughs> I wanted to say Cars yeah. 3. Yeah, Cars 3. What was the- Am I let, what was the year? Yeah, you can, you can steal, 2016. Darcy. 2016. <gasps> it's okay. Just say whatever I'm, you got. What I'm thinking is Lego Movie, which of course is wrong. But I said it. Good <laughs> ideas, both of you. Thank yeah. you. We were looking for Kung Fu Panda. Oh! So doy! Which I know you guys watch those all the time, right? Well, Actually, I, I was do, in one. Is that true? Yeah. You're... <laughs> You should be fired. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Give your Which money one? back. Uh, in the Kung Fu Panda Christmas movie, um, I played the voice of Victor Garber, who would not, was not asked to do the Christmas movie. Do you do a Victor Garber impression? No. I just did my own voice. <laughs> In 2004, this animated sequel was rated PG for, quote, some crude humor, some suggestive content, and a brief substance reference for a scene where knights arrest Puss in Boots and find catnip on him. Paul. Shrek 2. That is correct. Oh, Paul, that's really good. That's good. This is your last clue? Son of a... <laughs> You're okay. Plenty of time. All right. Plenty, Plenty of time. time. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton team up in this 1996 film, rated PG-13 for its, quote, intense depiction of very bad <laughs> weather. Paul. Twister. Twister is correct. Did you know it? But you know I knew it. You knew I knew you knew you it. You know I knew it. All right, Puzzle Guru Chung, how did our contestants do? After the first game, Paul is in the lead. Oh, really? Our next game is about self-help books. We found it on Goop. But first, let's check in with our contestants. 
Now, Paul, I, you live in L.A., but I know I do. You, you came up through the Upright Citizens Brigade improv yes. scene in New York City. Mm-hmm. And you were there, like, kind of in the beginning amazing years. Yeah, I was at the UCB Theater when it was in a five-floor walk-up above a hardware store um, <laughs> that the elevator didn't hold more than two people or it would break. And, and shows at, at UCB are just sold out all the time. Was yes. it like that right from the beginning? No, no, no. I remember doing a show for one person, <laughs> um, and then we decided... We would chase him out. <laughs> so uh, we were doing a sketch show, and we had this like little baby, like a little, uh, you know, like plastic. And um, we just put a roll of masking tape on the baby's head and then ran around the baby in a circle. All five of us, me, Rob Riggle, Rob Hubel, and just chanted, bellhop baby, bellhop baby, bellhop baby. Until the person left. <laughs> um, so totally... it was like we didn't appreciate that there was one person there. We we're like, screw you for showing up. <laughs> Eventually it changed and then there were a lot of people <laughs> and there. And there were more than one. But there was one person who saw a very special rendition of Bellhop Baby. <laughs> Darcy, yeah. you, you're a fixture of the L.A. improv scene, UCB, yeah. to Upright Citizens Brigade. So, okay, you said no to stand-up. Yeah, I did. I know it doesn't seem different than stand-up, but it is such a different oh, yeah. kind of brain than stand-up. Well, it's like one thing is a solo sport and the right. other thing is a team sport. Right. So what was it about improv for you that captured it's your funny. soul? When I saw my first improv show, which this is too weird because Paul was in it. Really? What? It was, oh my a, gosh. It was an ASCAT at UCB New York. Okay. And I sat in the front row and I, it really was like one of those moments where I was like, I see God. <laughs> I just was like, this is what I want to do. But you just have that moment, whatever, whatever it is you do. When you saw your first surgery and you knew you wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> when you saw Brewster's Millions and you works. realized I want to play minor league baseball and get a million dollars. Let's go to your second game. In this game, we're going to give you the title of a self-help book. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're going to tell us if it's a real book or one we made up. Right. Okay, you don't need to buzz in. We're going to alternate back and Ooh. forth. Here we go. Here we go. Darcy. Yeah? How to avoid huge ships, real or fake? Fake. (laughs) I'm sorry, that is real. Good for that book, honestly. The answer is go around, but it (laughs) it is actually written for small boat operators to give you advice. What to do when you encounter a huge ship. That should exist. It's a great book. A good read. A good beach read. Paul, how to lose weight while driving. Hmm. I'm going to say that is a true book. I'm sorry, that is fake. Can I take the idea for that book? Yeah. (laughs) Darcy, how about this one? Shut up, stop whining, and get a life. Real or fake? That's true. That is true, yeah. That is true. All right, Paul. Cosmetic surgery for dummies. I am going to say false. I'm sorry, it is real. You can't do surgery for dummies. It's not a how-to book. It's just about getting it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. My gut was like, say it, say it, but I did. Darcy? Yeah. How to avoid hipsters. I'm going to say real. Sorry, that is fake. Yeah, of course it is. There's no way to avoid them. Paul, yes. knitting with dog hair. 
Real or fake? Fake. <laughs> Too bad. It's real. Oh, no. no. Not, what kind of dog? How long is that dog hair? The Ewey. subtitle is Better a Sweater from a Dog You Know and Love Than from a Sheep You've Never Met. Wow. Oh. <laughs> All right, great game. Let's go to our uh, puzzle guru, Archung. How did our celebrate testants do? Not all points there, but after two games, Paul is still in the lead. Yeah, big whoop. Coming up, Jonathan Colton will sing about other things that the letters L.A. could stand for, like lazy agent. And we'll meet our next pair of celebrity testants, Brett Gelman and Missy Pyle, plus special musical guest Amy Mann. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. This message comes from NPR sponsor CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle. Find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Humans are kind of overrated. Over on Shortwave, a science podcast, we're only kind of kidding. We're bringing you the wondrous world of animal science to your daily life. From queer animal love stories to songbird memories, we're showing you how critter knowledge informs human science. Listen now to Shortwave, a podcast from NPR. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Art Chung. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. We're here in L.A. playing our nerdy games with famous people. Our first pair of celebritestants, Darcy Carden and Paul Shear, are about to play their third game, Whew. where Jonathan Colton turns SoCal songs into Zero Cal songs. <laughs> but first, let's check in with Darcy and Paul. Darcy, you are obsessed with One Direction. <laughs> you laugh, but it's yeah. true. With or without Zane. Yeah, I am an OG. Um, so definitely I have so much love for Zane, but I also want him to follow his heart. Yeah, sure. And I want them all to follow their hearts. But what is it about One Direction that you love? It doesn't make any sense. It's not really like m- my deal. I'm not like <laughs> obsessed with boy bands. But as soon as I saw them at SNL, it, when they did their first like American show, and I was like, what is, th-? I thought it was a Christian band <laughs> right and then they one started direction and I was to like, god that's yeah, right exactly yeah. and then i saw them and it really was like somebody turned the temperature i don't know are you attracted down? to them or are you just into their music you're you're asking a question that i can't answer all right <laughs> paul you're obsessed with bad movies I am. Yeah, yeah, so much. You have a podcast where you discuss them called How Did This Get Made? Indeed I do. So, okay, how do bad movies get made? I'm sure no one sets out to make a bad movie. No, look, everybody thinks they're working on a great movie, but you don't know yeah. until it's too late. And I have developed a few rules to determine if you're in a bad movie. Uh, rule number one, 
the logo card for the movie is way too elaborate. Um, I would say another thing is when you go to a sink, uh, fill your hands with water and then put it on your face and then look at yourself. Yeah. That's a sign of a bad movie. Um, when you can tell most of the actors are wearing wigs. Bad oh, movie. Yeah. Just when you can tell that they're wearing right. wigs. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> All right. After this game, the contestant with the most points overall will move on to our final round. And the loser will have to deal with stacked parking at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Puzziker Archung, remind us how our contestants are doing. Paul is in the lead, but there are a whole lot more points up for grabs in this game. You're in luck. All right. Because your third game is a music parody oh. called La La And, and Jonathan Colton is going to lead it, so take it away. In this game, we rewrote songs about Los Angeles to make them about things with the initials L.A. Buzz in and tell me what the thing with the initials L.A. I'm singing about is. If you get that right, for a bonus point, you can name the song or the artist I'm parodying. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, here we go. I don't ever want to feel Botox in my face. Give me something for the pain in that specific place. When you're pulling out my tooth, I will not complain. That's because my face is numb from the Novocaine. Can we ask for a hint? How does yeah. the hints work? Yeah, Archung. How about a hint from Archung? I, I feel like I'm, I have the L. I, I just know. don't have the A. Well, it's the thing that makes your face numb at the dentist. Oh! Ah. Local anesthetic. Oh. That and it's correct. Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers. Good job, Paul. Really uh, good that job. That was a tricky one. That yeah, was, that's good. You got that the was a tricky one. Well. Yeah. What was the L that you had in mind? I, I had laughing gas originally. Oh, is that what you were Laughing the, ass. Yeah. Laughing ass. Laughing ass. <laughs> so I knew it was yeah. wrong. <laughs> I, had, I had that for a period of six months. It was really embarrassing. All right, here we go. It's a dog breed considered lucky. Ancient dog breed, they're small but plucky. They were guard dogs into bed. In their name is the capital. Long haired and fluffy. Long haired and fluffy. Darcy. Uh, Lassa Opso? Yes, yes. That's ah. Wait. Very nice. That was great. For a bonus point, can you name the song or the artist? Long-haired and fluffy. <laughs> Time is up, right? Art- I know it's up. <laughs> I just, but as long as she keeps doing this, she can keep going. <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what, what Would you it? like to know the answer? Yeah. yeah. It's California Love by Tupac. Whoa, right, Dr. Dre. Of Long-haired and fluffy. That's the best. Long-haired and fluffy. It's <laughs> the song Long-haired and Fluffy. That's mm. the best song. He's not just a well-known stand-up comic He was a cartoon dude Hosted Family Feud Now he's the mother of Zach Galifianakis In the Baskets crew Won an Emmy too Paul Louis Anderson That is correct Artist um, your song? I don't. I know this song, but I don't know it. <laughs> what? Wow. Wait, wait. Wait, sorry. Whoa. I'm, 
Let me let me give you a hint. The pressure. Long-haired and the fluffy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I forgot. I've already, okay. forgot the, okay. I've already forgotten okay. what it sounds like. Okay, Paul. It sounds That's like this. That's the issue that I'm Welcome having now. Welcome to the Hotel California. Wait, just sing me a line of it again so I just understand the <laughs> line. Just, that was it? That was it. Eagles. Eagles. They made us drink backstage. They made us drink. I just saw Glenn Fry a week ago when he sang that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, this is your last clue. Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, Kira Knightley, Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, and Laura Linney. Hugh Grant is the Prime Minister. This British movie is in its prime at Christmas time. Darcy. Love Actually, but I... I know this one. You do? Because oh, I don't know the song. Yeah, I know this one. I, I oh, got... where's the boo? No. Where's the boo? No, because I, I, they know me. They know my heart. All I'm going to say is this person brought Toy Story music to fame. Oh, um, I love L.A. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Andy Newman. That's correct. Archung, how did our contestants do? After three amazing games, congratulations, Paul. You're headed yeah, to the no. final round. No. A fierce competitor. I wouldn't want to lose to anyone else. <laughs> Darcy Card and everybody stars in season two of The Good Place on NBC. Get up for Darcy Card. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's time to bring out our special musical guest. Please welcome to our stage our friend Amy Mann. Hello. Hi, Amy. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, it's so nice to see you again. And, you know, it's been a while since we had you on the show. You have a new album called Mental Illness. Mental Illness. Yeah. I love I love it. I now I mean I love the title, but then I heard that you decided to name that and the theme of it kind of based on a joke about people tend to pigeonhole you and your music. Well, actually, the person who made that joke was Jonathan Colton. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is because, true. Uh, he asked me what the record was about, and I said, ah, it's my you know, usual songs about mental illness. And he said, oh, you should call it mental illness, <laughs> thinking he was being snide and hilarious. But as soon as he said it, I sort of felt like, yeah, now I can't call it anything else. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going to play one of your new songs for us, Patient Zero, which I think is especially appropriate uh, as it's about L.A. and how narcissism is uh, kind of a a disease, an infectious disease. So what was the inspiration behind Patient Zero in particular? I met uh, Andrew Garfield, the actor, at a party. This was quite a while ago. And he was just moving out here, and he struck me as like a real artist who was a very sensitive person, and I remember kind of feeling like, oh, geez, I really hope this, because I knew he was about to do Spider-Man and kind of be rocketed into this huge world. And I just felt like, I hope this, this life does not eat him alive, because he felt he seemed a little too sensitive for it. So that kind of inspired me to write a, a song that was like that type of Hollywood story where the person is eaten alive. Yeah, so. All right, let's hear it. One, two, three. They served his champagne like a hero When you landed someone carried you back From here on out your patient zero 
smelling ether as they hand you the rag. Life is good. You look around and think I'm in the right neighborhood. But honey, you just moved in. Life is grand. And wouldn't you like to have it go as planned? Go. Hip hip hooray, hocus pocus With some magic you can fly through the air When you're the guy pulling focus There are people who wish you were there Life is good You look around and think I'm in the right neighborhood But honey, you just moved in Life is grand And wouldn't you like to have it go as planned? Go as planned. Go west, young man, go west. Take a real screen test. Doesn't count as a job well done. The locusts have their day. The suckers pay and pay. Carmen Stern would probably pull that trigger for fun And in the hills where hope is sunshine Constant companion Close enough to almost touch the lights of the canyon The lights of the canyon Who's filtered over the transom That our villain ended up with a part You paid your respects like a ransom To a moment that was doomed from the start Life is good You look around and think I'm in the right neighborhood But honey, you don't belong Life is grand Wouldn't you like to have it go as planned? Go as planned. In the hills where hope is such a constant companion, close enough to almost touch the lights of a Jonathan Colton. It's time to meet our next two celebratestants. First up, you know her from Galaxy Quest, Dodgeball, and Gone Girl. She stars in the new YouTube Red Series Impulse. Please welcome Missy Pyle. Hello, I'm very excited to be here. Missy, you have been in so many great projects. There's even I read an article that is titled. Uh, Missy Pyle has been in half of the movies you've seen. I mean, you've really done some incredible <laughs> Guys, stuff. It's 
So true. But for right? <laughs> oh my god. But I'm just wondering for you, like, what is a standout project? Is it something that particularly challenged you, or is it just the last thing you did? Um, that's very kind of you to say. I mean, I, I will say, like, Galaxy Quest was such a beautiful, magical experience, and it was one of my. <laughs> I know, right? It was my very first movie to do, like, from beginning to end, and I still have yet to really top it in experiences. Um, I've had gotten to do some really awesome things, but they're just, I think, too, it being um, the cast and, and the script and the role and, and also just it being my first one. That, that was, was like, pretty, the first big one. Yeah, and, it, and it ended up being excellent. Thank you. Let's bring out your opponent. He currently co-stars as Martin on the BBC Three comedy Fleabag. He's in season two of Stranger Things, and he co-wrote and stars in the new movie, Lemon. Please welcome Brett Gilman. Hello. Welcome, Brett. Now, you also appeared in something I loved, which is the late Joan Rivers web series, In Bed with Joan Rivers, where you brought with you a (laughs) headshot of hers that you have from your bar mitzvah. Yeah. That she signed for you. Yeah. Did you request that of her? My mother did. (laughs) (laughs) Which, if there's any Jews out here, uh, I'm sure that's not a surprise. Yeah, she wrote, she got uh, all of these headshots from this guy in Vegas, plus this address book, and wrote to all of these comedians and said, you're my son's favorite comedian. (laughs) And then I showed that to Joan. She's like, when was your uh, bar mitzvah? Because this was my 1985 nose. (laughs) (laughs) So, Missy and Brett, you'll play three games against each other. Whoever gets the most points overall will move on to our final round. So let's go to your first game. It's a trivia game called Star Map. The answer to every clue is a geographic location. It could be a country, a U.S. state, or city. However, we're not just giving you a boring geography quiz. The places are also names of famous people. Yeah, so let's go to our puzzle guru, Archung, and he'll give you an example. So if I said, on the way to Havana, you might quote this Jerry Maguire actor and tell the currency exchange to show me the money, you'd answer Cuba, of course, because the actor from Jerry Maguire was Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, right. I'm going to kill this. All right. Okay, here we go. (laughs) It's the country you're in right now, (laughs) and the country this actor is from Ugly Betty and Superstore is from. Brett. America. That is correct. Shoot, I buzzed As too in early. <laughs> the United States of America Ferreira. That's right. <laughs> it's fitting that our nation's capital is the setting for her show. Anything else would be a scandal. Brett. Washington, D.C. Kerry, Washington, D.C. Kerry, Washington, yep. D.C. That's right. Yeah. It's a Middle Eastern country bordered by Saudi Arabia in Iraq and the name of a Chicago Bulls player and Space Jam star. Brett? Michael Jordan. Jordan. Uh, yeah, that's correct. I, I'm really into saying the full name, <laughs> even though that's not the name of the place. I've been everywhere, like the capital of Arizona, which shares its name with the actor who played Johnny Cash in Walk the Line. Missy. Phoenix. That is correct. It's the city where you'd find Disney World, and maybe someday a Lord of the Rings ride where you might see the dreamy Brit who played Legolas. Brett. 
Orlando. Orlando is correct. Oh, boy. Orlando Bloom. I was trying to remember whose uh, name was, was Anaheim. In the, in the yeah, Jimmy Anaheim. Tom Anaheim. He played Frodo. Oh, yeah. a... That's, yeah, Jim, Jim Anaheim. Jim Anaheim. <laughs> Boo. All right, let's go to our puzzle guru, Archung, and see how our contestants did. After our first game, Brett is in the lead. If you're not famous but would like to be public radio famous, come be a contestant on our show. Find out how at amatickets.org. Coming up, we're going to talk about cars on public radio. We should actually spin that off into our own show. I have a great title for it. How about Auto Chat? I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people across your business, providing intelligent tools to help remove frustration and supercharge productivity. And all of that is built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Learn more at servicenow.com slash AI for people. On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR. This message is brought to you by Wondery. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura protects residents from global catastrophes, but a dark secret threatens Pura's very existence. Binge all episodes of The Last City ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. This is NPR's Ask Me Another, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Art Chung. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Today, famous people are playing our nerdy games. Our celebritestants, Missy Pyle and Brett Gilman, are about to play a game about the movie makers who are heard but never seen. But first, let's check in with Missy and Brett and see how they're doing. Missy, you were invited to Sigourney Weaver's house for a dinner party. I imagine this was after working with her on Galaxy Quest. What was that like? Well, I was like 20 one or two or six. I think it was 26. Um, and I remember just being really excited to be invited along and she split everybody up. You know? oh. So like I sat next to her husband and she sat next to my date and it was sort of like just very um, sexy in Hollywood. Um, and then she told me to, to steal my costume. Oh, from, did you steal your costume? I did. What? <laughs> did she steal hers? I guess. Let's call her. <laughs> Why not? Is, is that a thing that happens often that people... That does with Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I don't know. She just was like, you should, you should take your costume. Then last day, just take it. And so I did. And then I gave it to my... I auctioned it off at my drama, oh, like my high school. And I was nice. I'm so angry. <laughs> I thought Galaxy Quest had like a 10-year shelf life. But here we are almost 20 years later. I know. People are still into it. Still talking it. about it. It's fantastic. Right. You co-wrote your new movie, Lemon, with Janixa Bravo. Yes. Who you're married to. And you said the movie was inspired in part by your own anxieties about everyone living 
their best life. What do you want people to take away from this movie? I want people to feel less lonely in their own of their own mediocrity and not feel so ashamed of life feeling like a plateau of failure at times and your own anxiety that you won't achieve what you want to achieve in your life. Wow. So I I'm going to watch I, it on a loop. I think the film I think the film it's a dark comedy. You watch my character fail like for 90 minutes. And it's uncomfortable, but Janix and I want people to laugh at the dragon. And the dragon in this case is failure. Failure. Let's go to your second game. We've got an audio quiz for you called Holy Foley. Foley artists, of course, are people responsible for creating many of the sound effects you hear in movies. So in this game, we're going to play an iconic movie sound effect. And you just have to tell us how it was made. Uh, but don't worry, we're going to give you multiple choices. So buzz in to answer. Here we go. All right, so this is the liquid metal Terminator morphing in Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Okay, how was that made? Was it made A, by hip boots walking through a kiddie pool filled with glue? B, a condom-covered microphone dipped in a mixture of flour, water, and compressed air? Or C, by melting plastic action figures? Missy. A. Hip boots walking through a kiddie pool filled with glue? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh. Brett, can you steal? B. Be a condom-covered microphone yeah. dipped in flour, water, and compressed air. Yes. That is how it was done. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that's how it was done. Oh. So much. My Foley. sexual frustration paid off, finally, <laughs> once. Foley artists practice safe effects. Really, dear. <laughs> wow. This is a T-Rex roaring in Jurassic Park. Is that a combination of slowed-down animal sounds, including tigers and elephants? B, nails scraping on a chalkboard run through an audio filter? Or C, a Los Angeles metro train arriving at the station? Missy. (laughs) I just know I'm going to get it wrong, but I'm going to guess anyway. Uh, A. Correct. Yeah. That one. That's what my answer would have been, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's the sum of all animals. Here's a screeching ring wraith in The Lord of the Rings. Delightful. How was that sound made? Was it made, A, by putting Brillo pads in a blender, B, a poorly oiled automatic door at a grocery store, or C, director Peter Jackson's wife screaming? Missy. A. Why not? (laughs) Sorry, that is incorrect. Uh, Good guess. Brett, can you steal? C. Peter Jackson's wife screaming? Yes. Yeah, her name is Fran Walsh. It it should have been. I should have known with the specifics. This is your last clue. All right, this is the giant boulder from the best action movie of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, what is this boulder really? Is it A, a bowling ball, B, an elevator, or C, a Honda Civic? Missy. Bowling ball. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. (laughs) Brett, can you steal? Oh, 
man. Honda Civic used to have one. <laughs> it's it a is, good, it's, good car. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a reliable boulder. It's very as well As it turns made. out. Yeah. That is correct, yeah. Puzziger Archung, how did our contestants do? After two games, Brett is still in the lead. Our next game is about traffic. It normally takes about five minutes to play or 90 minutes during rush hour. Let's check in with our celebratestants. Missy, how would you describe your driving style? I would say I'm somewhat aggressive. <laughs> but, I mean, you kind of have to be. I mean, yeah. you got to really get in there or somebody's going to get on you getting in there. So do you, you know feel like people are pissed off at you when you're driving? Only when I'm taking the 101 and, and um, I, but I'm really going over to the 134, but I don't let anyone know until the last second. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Brett, what is your driving style? I would say I'm aggressive, a tad rageful. <laughs> Every other driver is usually an enemy. <sighs> and then on top of that, I can be very, uh, very spacey. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a good combination. Wow. Yeah. It's I'm problematic. A pretty great driver, I'd say. <laughs> All right, let's go to your third game. Uh, has someone from Los Angeles ever told you to take the 10 to the 110 to the 101? They are not killer robots speaking in binary code. That's how human Angelinos talk about freeways. In this game, Ophira and I will pretend to be Los Angeles traffic reporters, and you tell us what freeways we are talking about. The twist is, we don't actually live in L.A., so the clues are based on whatever we can think of associated with the freeway's number. After this game, the contestant with the most points overall will go on to the final round, and the loser will have to stick around after the show and help me workshop this bit I'm working on (laughs) about the difference between Rodeo Drive and Rodeo Road called Yeehaw Chanel. All right. I, love I don't that. think it needs any work. <laughs> if you're there. There? Okay, the good news is the points in this game are doubled. <gasps> I so still have a chance. Yeah, it's anyone's game. Hey. It's anyone's game. All right, here's your first one. There's an adorable pileup on the longest U.S. route in California. Dozens of Dalmatians are clogging the HOV lane. They've just escaped from Corella DeVille, who wanted to make them into a fur coat. <laughs> Brett. 101, 101. That is correct. (laughs) Unless you're Moses, good luck parting the Red Sea brings on this freeway to Santa Monica. Waiting in this traffic will make you want to break every commandment Moses was given on Mount Sinai. Missy. The 10. The 10. That's right. This report is from 1970. A hot new Motown band has brought traffic to a standstill on the Golden State Freeway. Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Marlon, and Michael Jackson are all dancing across the lane singing ABC. Missy. The five. That is correct. This is your last clue. Good news, there is absolutely no traffic on the scenic Pacific Coast Highway, save for a single car, driven by our friend Amy Mann, singing about the loneliest number, just like she did in the movie Magnolia. Missy. The one. That is correct. You are the one for me. (sighs) Sorry. All right, Puzzleger Archung. It's the end of three games. How do our contestants do? What a great game. Congratulations, Brett. You're moving on to the final round. 
Missy Pyle has a recurring role on Mom this season on CBS and appears in Jumanji 2. Give it up for Missy Pyle. Before the final round, please welcome back to the stage for one more song, Amy Mann. This is called Roller Coasters. Time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists. Brett Gilman co-wrote and stars in the film Lemon. And Paul Shear co-hosts the podcast, How Did This Get Made? <laughs> Puzzaguru Archung, take it away. Paul and Brett, your final round is called Nobody Walks in L.A. Each answer is a car or other vehicle model. Oh, boy. The clues are literal descriptions of the model name. For example, if I said, the Volkswagen Sport with 18 holes, you'd answer golf, because golf is a Volkswagen car and a sport with a lot of holes. 
We're playing this round like a penalty shootout. You'll each get up to eight questions. The winner receives an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube and will get an Uber home. The loser gets an Uber pool, which is going to take you on a detour through the valley. <laughs> we rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Paul is going first. Here we go. Paul. Yes. The Hyundai first book of the Bible. Uh, Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Oh, it is? <laughs> of course it is. I've never heard of the Hyundai Genesis. I just knew. I was like, all right, yeah. Brett, the Nissan 3D shape with six square sides. Uh, the Nissan Cube? That's correct. <laughs> Paul. Great. Yes. The Dodge Hulk or Thor or Iron Man or Hawkeye? Avenger. That is correct. Brett, the Mazda resident of Panem chose to compete in the Hunger Games. Uh, the Mazda Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see those films. I, I don't. Well, you're I don't watch franchises that didn't let me audition for them. <laughs> I wish that was the answer, but we were looking for was the Mazda Tribute. Ah, Paul. Yes. The Mitsubishi. What happens when the moon blocks out the sun? Eclipse. That is correct. <laughs> Brett, the Subaru Steakhouse chain that serves the Bloomin' Onion. Subaru Outback. That is correct. Paul. Yes. The Honda person who flies an airplane. Pilot. Honda pilot is correct. Brett, the Dodge, my smartphone battery died because I left this device at home. Uh, charger? That's right, the Dodge Charger. At the halfway point, Paul is in the lead, four to three. Paul, the Kia star of the last man on earth will? Forte. That is correct. Brett, the mini barrel maker or movie star Bradley? Cooper. That is correct. Paul, the Rolls-Royce Andrew Lloyd Webber musical character who sings... Phantom. That's right. Brett, the Ford keyboard button represented by the letters E-S-C. E-S-C. Escape. That is correct. Right. Paul, the Honda epic Greek poem by Homer, the follow-up to the Iliad. The Odyssey. That is correct. Here's the situation. Paul's in the lead seven to five. Brett, if you get this question wrong, Paul wins the game. Brett, the Volkswagen Book of Maps. Uh, the Volkswagen Book of Maps. The Volkswagen Almanac? No, wait, that's no, not true. No, I'm sorry. Wait, no, no, the Volkswagen. No, what is it? I will lose. Uh, we were looking for the Volkswagen Atlas. So that oh means. Oh, my God. Paul, congratulations. You're our winner. Run with me. Greg Gilman. Yes. You were absolutely delightful to have on our show. Oh, I just want to say so that. Much. Thank it's you such so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. And congratulations to Paul Shear. Thank you so much. That is our show. Ask Me Another's Puzzle Guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Val Jolta Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Adam Markowitz, Daniel Thompson, and senior writers Karen Lurie and J. Keith Van Stratton. Ask Me Others produced by Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Denny Shin, and Ramel Wood, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore. Ask Me Other was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our media partner, Southern California Public Radio, 89.3 KPCC. PCCK. The Theater at Ace Hotel in Los Angeles. Hatch the Teetotaler. And our production partner, WNYC. 
Tune in next week for another star-studded episode from Los Angeles. I'm her right begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, if you've listened this far, why not go the extra mile and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your comments provide valuable feedback for us, and it helps other people find us, too. So for information on new episodes, upcoming live shows, and extra games, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And who knows, maybe you could win a Rubik's Cube. Thanks. Next time on Ask Me Another, it's an all-celebrity show from L.A. with Linda Cardellini, Jeff Garland, Lance Reddick, and Paul Rust. Linda reveals that this is not her first time on a game show. I love game shows. Did you win on Price? I did not. Well, I won a fireplace. I've I bid a thousand dollars. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Support for NPR and the following message come from Edward Jones. What is rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. Edward Jones Financial Advisors are people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Edward Jones, member SIPC. This message comes from NPR sponsor Grammarly. What if everyone at work were an expert communicator? Inbox numbers would drop, customer satisfaction scores would rise, and everyone would be more productive. That's what happens when you give Grammarly to your entire team. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that understands your business and can transform it through better communication. Join 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly with their words and their data. Learn more at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.